Hey, it's Joyce and Tegan, and welcome to episode five of Trailblazing Women. Today, we are going to take some time and we are going to share our personal stories. So we've shared little tidbits here the last couple episodes, uh, but we're going to do a deep dive today. What makes us tick, who we are, where we started, where we're going, all the things Tegan enjoys. So are you ready? Yes, definitely. Let's do it. Can't wait. I can't believe it's episode five. Like, is it five? Yeah, episode five already. Like holy smokes where like I just can't yeah I can't even believe it can't (laughs) believe it it's so awesome yeah so today's topic is exciting because it you know like Tegan and I obviously have as you guys know from our first episode we haven't known each other a long time but we've both been in this entrepreneurial journey for quite some time I know Tegan's been at about five years I've been at about 15 years um and essentially, we just want to talk a little bit about our journey, sort of where we started, where it all came from, because it allows us to sort of connect with you guys on a, on a little bit of a deeper level and, you know, what got us to where we are today. So, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, I can start and I'll talk a little bit about my journey and then Tegan can share hers. But uh, for me, I would say... Um, we're going to talk about like, we'll start with like where it all began. So for me, it started about 15 years ago. Um, initially I had gotten into network marketing. Now I will be honest with you with getting into network marketing 15 years ago, the drive that I had back then was not the same as I have today. It was more like all I thought about was like, Ooh, this is an opportunity for me to make some extra money. And I like only thought about really the money. I didn't really think about the concept of being an entrepreneur or what it meant. So I dived into like my first company with network marketing, did that for a little while and didn't quite, of course, go as expected, which is to be like, that's a totally normal thing. I think, especially when like you're younger and it's new and you're just not sure you have to kind of learn a lot of stuff too along the way. Right. So That wasn't a super successful journey for me when I originally started in the first company. Um, But then as kind of time went on, I started to like learn about other companies out there. And I sort of tried to gravitate towards companies that um, like interested me and what I liked and whatnot. So then my second company that I got involved with was something I was super passionate about. I was very much a crafty person. And so the company I was involved with um, was more of a crafting company. And that was really, really cool. I did that for quite some time um, and I enjoyed that. But then the other part of my entrepreneurial journey was not network marketing only, but it was also um, me diving into the world of um, being an esthetician. So that was really cool. Um, I went to school and I learned how to do um, nails. And then from nails, it went to learning a whole bunch of other stuff, skincare, facial care, um, waxing, like all sorts <laughs> of things. So I did that for essentially like 10 years. That was like my main go-to thing. And the network marketing kind of ended up being sort of my side thing. So I, yeah, I definitely have a lot of different journeys that I've been on. Um, And for me, like the inspiration really came from my childhood. So a little backstory, my dad started his own business um, when he was about, I think he was about 36 or 37. So just a couple years younger than me, he dove into getting his own business started now I believe he also had tried to attempt to start a couple other businesses prior to him starting the one that got successful. And much like anybody, he tried something and failed at it. It didn't work. So he dove into something else. It happens to many of us, right? Because you don't always know what your calling is. So when he was 37, he opened up his own construction company, which was very, very successful. He ran that company for um, 25 years and then retired. Um, Now, my grandma also had her own business too, which was my dad's mom. So I really come from a family line of entrepreneurs. That was just 
that's what I'm born into. It's something that was always like brought up in conversation as I was a kid. So like naturally when I got out of high school, I always had that drive that I really wanted to be my own boss. And I really wanted to have my own company because I was constantly around that. And I saw how amazing it was. So that's where a lot of my inspiration came from. And that's where my journey sort of started and what brings me to where I am today, really, because I just, I'm really passionate about working for myself and setting my own schedule. And I get a lot of that drive and dedication that my father had. So, which is, yeah, which is pretty cool. And I'm grateful oh, for that. So because- cool. Like, especially your dad is one thing, but like, especially your grandma, like that's just, that's not something that you kind of hear of in that generation. So that is really cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So, okay. I just want to say this because I didn't want to interrupt, but when you said, um, like when you first joined your first company, you joined because you were like, you had money on the brain, like, oh, I'll make some extra cash. And I think there's so many people like myself included that do that. That is why they originally jump in. I don't think there's, I think there's like one in a million that will jump in and say, okay, I'm going in like, you know, full gears here and going to make a full-time business out of this, quit my job. Like, I don't think there's people that do that. I think people come in and they, you know, they either love the product or they want a little bit of extra like fun money. Um, I think that is a driving factor for so many people. And I think it just goes to show kind of like how your mindset can shift over the years too. This is kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit, but like, I think, and I don't know why I'm having trouble with words today, but it goes to show, you know, the progression that people can have, the mindset shift that people can have. I came in for money as well. And then there was just, I, I still remember this moment. Like it was, you know, January of 2020. So three three and a half years ago. And I remember I physically felt that light bulb moment being like, okay, I can do this, you know, more than a couple hours a week and make some actually decent money. Um, And so I think it's just, it's that like acceptance or that thing that you can, you can be okay with, you know, jumping in for the money or jumping in for this thing for you or jumping in to get a discount on the products or whatever it is, but allowing yourself to kind of accept that it's okay to change your, your why as a lot of, a lot of people talk about in this industry at any point, you can originally jump in for that extra, you know, 50 bucks a month to get your nails done. And it can shift to know like being a full-time income. A lot of people have done that. And I think it's just giving yourself permission to allow yourself to, change your perspective and change your mindset depending on where your life is um because it's right like how many stories have we heard where you know you jump in for that extra 50 100 500 bucks whatever to help pay the groceries or have some fun money or pay for the kids soccer and now it's your full-time gig and you've quit your like regular job And this is your job now, right? Like, it's so crazy to hear these stories, but I think we need to hear them to allow ourselves to understand that this is possible. Yeah, right. Like, it's really cool. Um, We'll we'll talk a little more about that later, but let's talk about your journey. Let's go. See, I I get so (laughs) off topic. Um, Okay, so those of you that maybe don't know, my journey started when I was 18. Like, literally. I was six days after my 18th birthday only because I was waiting for my credit card to show up. So in Canada, we can't get a credit card till we're 18. And so I had like all the plans ready to go so that I literally hit that like submit button the day of my birthday when I was legally 18. And then like as soon as it popped up in the mail, I signed up. Um, But I had that mindset. I always have had that mindset and where it came from. I have absolutely no idea of, you know, working for myself and being a hard worker and doing, I did, I wasn't somebody that wanted the typical like waitress job in high school or university. And so this was something for me. And it kind of came basically just out of loving the products. Like it was a party plan business at the time. And so I did a party and it went really, really well. And so I was like, hmm, like maybe I can, you know, do this once or twice a month. And make a couple extra hundred bucks or whatever as a bonus and get the product for free. And excuse me. 
Classic. That was where it went. And um, yeah, it turned into so much more. Like it turned into, you know, working this entire, my entire university career solely in this industry, paying my bills, you know, having time, money to do my nails or get a coffee or do my hair or whatever. And I wasn't the typical, you know, university student that was waitressing or whatever after school. I was at home. It was great. Um, but I think it's just that ability to kind of give yourself that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. You're going to have to talk. Hang on. Go. <laughs> oh, poor girl. She's having a moment. Better give her a break while she, uh, oh my God. Throat. I had a trisket <laughs> and it got stuck in my throat. That is a hundred percent what that was. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Man, that sucks. Oh, anyway, it was being live. You get us in real oh. time here. people. <laughs> Oh, it was like, and then you can't cough. You can't talk because you're starting to cough. Oh my oh, god, man, that sucks. That's the worst thing. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, so I started right when I was 18, and then it kind of progressed into more, and it was something that was fun for me. Now I had, I wouldn't say I had no support when I joined, but I had a lot, a lot of people say to me that like, because it wasn't typical for me for you know an 18 year old to join the industry, and so. And I think the industry still, it's a little bit better now with COVID, but I think it had a really bad rap in that it was like a get quick rich scheme or it was a pyramid scheme or whatever people think. And so I had so many people tell me that like, you're not going to go very far or, you know, you got to make sure you prioritize school first, like this, do this on the side, whatever happens, I don't really care, but just don't let school slide and, you know, all of those things. And rather than like, way to go Tegan, you got this, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, go do whatever you're wanting to do, but make sure you do this first. Like, make sure, you know, this is the back burner. This is your fun time. This is, so I did this for fun as opposed to, you know, coming home and playing video games or whatever. I did this. And then I think it took earning my first incentive trip with the company to really, truly have those people's mindset shifted and be like, oh, oh, maybe she can do this. Like, good job, T. Um, but that was a couple of years. Like it took some hard work and dedication. And then I kind of like proved to them because I'm, a, if you tell me I can't, you can't, if you tell me that I can't do something, I will like push tooth and nail to physically do it and prove it to you. Um, yeah, and so that I'm was one of those way. things, right? Yeah. That was one of those things where I was like, okay, you're telling me that I can't do it or I shouldn't be doing it or whatever that I'm going to, I'm going to prove to you. And five years later, still here. Well, and you know, that's actually, that's, a, I like that you talked about that too, because I do think that that's something as an entrepreneur, that's part of a challenge that you are going to face. Um, I have been told time and time again that, you know, even by family members, there's no way you're going to succeed. And, you know, people are going to find a way to like put you down or just tell you that you're not good enough or you're not capable of doing that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that every person's going to say that because clearly that's not the case, but that's something as an entrepreneur, you are going to hear um, because let's be honest, entrepreneurship is really only 3% of the population. 97% of our population sticks to the nine to five regular jobs. That's just because that's where they feel that they fit. That's, they want more of the security, knowing that they have that income coming in all the time that, you know, being an entrepreneur scares them too much. That is a hundred percent it. And I, and I mean, I can relate in some way because, and I think we all can, because being mm -hmm. in this industry already now for 15 years, I've seen a lot of that. And I'll tell you, like, there are going to be massive challenges. There's going to be times where you're going to be like, I don't know if I'm going to make enough money this month. You know, it's going to happen. It's part of the up and down roller coaster that you have when you're being, when you're in an, as an entrepreneur, you don't usually deal with that when it comes to a nine to five job. So people naturally, a lot of people naturally get very discouraged really easily, especially when it's in the downward area of like, oh, I'm not making enough money this month. And oh, maybe I should give up. But this is the thing, guys, like we actually just had a training call not too long ago. It was just actually a few days ago. It was on Friday. And to be honest with you, I found it such a great call because it talked exactly about that, about the fact that we go through these moments in entrepreneurship, whether you're in network marketing 
or you own your own like brick and mortar business, your business is not going to go like this the whole time. It is going to go up. It's going to go down. It's going to up down. Like, and you have to be prepared for those moments because I will tell you when it's in the down area of your business, it can be challenging, very challenging to get yourself through that. And it's all comes down to mindset because, and it also helps when you have a partner or, you know, like someone there to help you through it. Like Tegan and I, exactly. <laughs> Tegan and I talk about this stuff all the time. And it's great because if she's having a hard time or if I'm having a hard time, we can sit down and talk about it and re-encourage each other that it's okay. We'll get through this because it's yeah. completely normal. But sometimes when you're running a business, like an actual brick and mortar business, and you're running that business by yourself and you just have staff, let's say, who are you going to vent to? And who's going to understand what you're going through? You can't vent to your employees because otherwise they're going to be like, oh, maybe I should quit. I don't think I'm going to make it. You know what I mean? Like It's yeah. kind of a tough thing. But when you're in network marketing, it's great because we all own our own businesses. So we can all relate in some way. Yeah. Um, and 100%, those are going to be those setbacks that we deal with. And I think it's just a very important thing to kind of overcome that and, you know, just not worry so much about what other people are thinking or judging and really try to put yourself in a situation of like, Continuing to stay motivated, whether it's, you know, doing a mantra every day or just being, having gratitude and writing down things that you're grateful for, or, you know, letting yourself have a bad day because we all have bad days. And I think that that's something that we need to reflect on, but not let us drag, not let it drag us down. And this also kind of goes back to about you know, Tegan was talking about earlier about how like initially when you want to get into a business venture, you think, oh, dollar signs. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get rich in like half a year. Or, <laughs> I'm going to get rich overnight. No, no not that's not happen. realistic. And I no. think that's another reason why this industry is so small when it comes to the population of like 3% versus 97%. Because that's the regular stats. 97% of people want a regular nine to five job with security. 3% are willing to take the, like, like everything in their willpower to try and own their own business, but they're going to hit way more challenges than the 97% of population will. 100%. And the thing is, is that we have to remind ourselves that when you start a business, no, you're not going to get rich overnight. Second of all, you are going to have downfalls. You are going mm -hmm. to be in a situation where maybe you aren't making enough money that month. So this is my advice to anybody who wants to start a business. Don't expect the money to happen that quickly and don't focus on the money. You got to focus on why you're here and what drove you to be a part of this industry because you're passionate about it. The money will come. And that mm -hmm. money might take you six months. It might take you a year before you, before you start seeing crazy amount of money in your bank account. But that's okay. You have to remember why you're here. And that's why we talk so much about the why. Because no one just starts a business for the sake of starting a business. Let's be fucking real. That's not even. <laughs> right? Like that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't even exist. Like you start a business because you have some sort of vision. You have a dream. You have a passion. And that's why you're starting. So when the money doesn't come right away. You keep reflecting back on that. Why? And be like, okay, hey, why am I here? And I, why am I going to keep pushing through? Because that is what's going to allow you to stay motivated day in and day right. out when you're in the downs, but also when you're in the ups, doesn't matter. See, and the thing I like about, you know, doing your own thing is you are in control of your own business, which means you are in control of your own growth. So in the typical nine to five, you know, you're in a salary position and I'm not shitting on the nine to five by any means. Like I know some people that absolutely love their nine to five and I might be doing a nine to five here pretty soon, right? Like I got a university degree. I might as well use it. Um, but <laughs> I think the typical, you know, nine to five, you have a salary position. You maybe get a bonus or a promotion once a year around Christmas time or whatever, around valuation time. Um, you get the typical kind of three days, whatever, two weeks, three days, sick days, like two weeks vacation, 
Whereas, you know, something like this, yes, it is harder and it requires probably more effort than a nine to five. Like you go to work at nine, you leave at work at the door at 5 p.m. And don't get me wrong, that is really nice. But you don't have the flexibility to go away for the weekend or take the day if you're sick. Or, you know, if a family member passes, you don't have the flexibility to fly to the next province if you need to go, you know, care to family or go to a wedding or, you know, whatever that happens to be, you don't have that day-to-day flexibility, whereas we do. I always like to say, and if you listen to last week's podcast, I remembered the quote. Um, I remember I I texted Joyce at like three in the morning. I remember. Um, (laughs) But it's flexible, but it's not optional. And I think that's so many things like that we need to remember as entrepreneurs is that is the beauty of our business is it's flexible. um, But you can't decide not to do your, like it's not optional. You can't not do your business. But I think you're giving yourself the ability to, to grow and to push yourself. And, you know, if something pops up, you know, God forbid your husband gets laid off or your fridge breaks or something in your house, like shit hits the fan with your house. I don't know, but something where you need extra cash, you have that ability to push extra hard that month and get that extra sale or get that promotion or rank up or whatever. You don't have that in a nine to five. You are strict on a salary in a nine to five. So you're going to kind of pull from that salary as opposed to, okay, I, you know, I just went to Stampede last week and my bank account was drained. Like I spent (laughs) so much money at Stampede. I like looked at my bank account after because I was like, I'm not letting my, I'm not letting myself look at it during Stampede because I'm going to, I'm going to like stop going and I need to go and have fun. But I looked at it after and I had a mini heart attack and I was like, that's okay. Like I went, I had fun. I had the experience. I paid a fortune, but I now have the opportunity to work this week and work next week and pay that back, like make enough money to kind of fill that bank account back up. Right. So whereas, you know, a salary position, I'd have to wait until, you know, the end of the month to get my paycheck. And that would still have to go to bills and it would still have to go to your mortgage and your groceries and your car payments and all of that. Whereas I know that this is going to be, I can boost it up that extra level this much, this much, this much, however much I need and still have that room. So I'm well, a big that's the beautiful thing about this industry right? is we typically get paid every week, right? Now there, I do know there are some network marketing businesses out there where you get paid on the daily, um, some are weekly, but then even talking about like, you know, being your own entrepreneur, like if you had your own brick and mortar business, you probably would only be paying yourself like you would with a nine to five job. So that's a little bit different. But yeah, network marketing is definitely like we get paid weekly and we control how much we get paid because it's all about how much work effort we put in, right? It's, it's mostly commission. So it's just, it's an, it's nice because just like she said, right, we have that control of how much extra money we do want to make and based on how much you're willing to put the work in, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I'm a big, I'm a control freak when it comes to stuff like that. Like I need to be, I need to be control of my own circumstances, if that makes yeah. any sense. And yeah. you can be to a degree with, you know, the typical nine to five, you obviously can control how much effort you put in. You can control your work ethic. You control all of that. But I think just the ability to control your income when it comes to entrepreneurship is an amazing, amazing thing. It is for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, the next thing we wanted to talk about was more like talking about like milestones, certain achievements and successes that we've had in this industry as being an entrepreneur. And I can tell you um, that the milestones that I've achieved in the last 15 years have been pretty amazing for me. And I certainly feel that achieving certain things when it comes to a nine to five job are definitely a lot harder because, you know, like, for example, network marketing, you can continue to rank up as quickly as you want. You could rank up in a week, you could rank up in, you know, a month. It's all based on, again, talking about what she said earlier, how much effort you put in. 
is what you get back. Now, when it comes to most nine to five jobs, and again, this is also me saying we're not bashing nine to fives because that's totally not what we're doing here, but it's more of like just comparing. And if you start a job, a lot of the time, if you want to get promoted within that job, you're not going to be able to say, oh, I'm going to get a promotion in a month. The likelihood of that is very slim. That probably is not going mm -hmm. to happen realistically. Most people who receive any sort of promotion usually happens on a yearly basis when they go through like their yearly review with their company. So that's like typically what happens. Now, sometimes it can happen sooner, um, but typically any sort of promotions or any of that stuff usually is done on a yearly basis. So when you're working in a nine to five job, and let's say you have a goal to hit this particular type of position in this company, and maybe that position is, you know, um, five levels ahead of you. So it's it, it could take you quite a bit of time to achieve that. It could take you years before you achieve that, right? So the beautiful thing with network marketing is that if we want to hit a certain rank and we want to get promoted to a certain rank, if we're willing to put the effort and work in to hit that, we can do it really quickly. And yeah, that's, and that you get a raise with that. You, you increase, you get more of a pay when you hit those certain ranks. Right. And so talking about like milestones for me. So, um, when I was part of uh, a company that was like a crafting type company, I was very, very, I'm a very like huge crafty person. If you don't know me, you'll know that I'm very crafty. I make a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm very hands-on. You'll very rarely see me buy things that I know I can personally make. So one of them is I'm like, I'm a paper crafter. I love to do paper crafting. So I like to make cards and all that kind of stuff. And when I was with this particular company doing like crafting paper crafting stuff, there was a type of an award that they would give to associates with the company if you were selling the products and you're involved in the business. There was something you could apply for, and it was called an artisan design award. So, um, this particular award is not easy to achieve because they base it on, I think there's five things that they base it on. One is that how creative are you? Like, basically, can you create something out of your own head or do you need to copy somebody else? So originality, right? So they they base it on your originality, the quality of your crafting skills. So, you know, are you very precise with your lines or, you know, like little things like that? Uh, we also got uh, we also got basically tested on our ability to uh, have a successful website that had good blogging experience so we could write good stuff. Uh, we also got um, judged based on our quali uh, quality of photos. So you had to take photos of all of your crafting stuff. And if they weren't good quality photos, then that was also something. So it was not just the crafting part of it, but it was everything lining into the crafting part. And it was an extremely difficult award to achieve. They usually had 20, around like 20,000 uh, um, people who would apply a year. Okay, so that's a lot. And keep in mind, those 20,000 people who would who would apply, only fifth, no, only 20 of them would win. Okay, so we're talking 20,000 entries and 20 people would win. Holy I shit. applied three yeah. years in a row. So my first year I applied, and I can even tell you to a T, the difference between my applications. So my first year I applied, obviously I didn't get it. Um, and, uh, but I learned as to why I didn't, there were certain things that I just, I didn't do enough. Like, you know, I wasn't creative enough. I wasn't coming up with my own ideas enough. Like there was a couple things, right. And then the second year I applied again, because I was like, I was determined. I was like, I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this. <laughs> And keep in mind, too, this was a worldwide award. So 20,000 people across the world were applying because this company is worldwide. They're everywhere. So that's another thing. They have to pick one person from every country. And then Canada, they only picked, I believe in Canada, they only picked two. So you could only, two people in Canada could win, I believe, two in the U.S. Or maybe there was more in the U.S. There might have been a couple more in the U.S. I think it was two or three in the U.S. that could win. And then it was like every other country, it was like one person could win per country. So it was very, very specific. So, um, 
Anyway, so I applied again the second year, same thing, didn't win. Well, third year, I finally decided to apply again and I took it up a whole other level. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm getting this. Like, seriously, I'm going to work my ass off to achieve this. Well, I'm telling you, I can still remember clear as day. I was on my way home from work and because I was still working my regular nine to five job at the time. And I was doing this as a side hustle type thing. And I was on my way home from work and I got a phone call and I can you not. I had to pull over because I was like <laughs> freaking out because I was getting a phone call from corporate letting me know that I was one of the winners in Canada. And I literally was like, I was blowing my mind. I could not believe it. I was in tears. I was like, are you serious? Like, holy crap. I was after three years of applying. And to this day, it is very much a huge award for me. I will never forget that moment, you know, being able to be chosen for my artistic ability, you know, getting shown on a wall that I'm such a creative person and that I have the skills and what it takes to be an artisan designer. Like you don't understand how much of achievement that was for me. And it was amazing. And so you get to be a part of that team for an entire year. And it was so cool because I got to meet everybody else within the team, which were people all across the world. There was people in Australia, there were people in New Zealand, there were some in Europe, like they were literally everywhere. And you get to know all these people and you get to learn their skills and the abilities that they have and you learn from each other. And man, oh man, like, and to this day, when I make greeting cards, on the back of my greeting card, you will always see my artisan design stamp because that is my award and achievement that I achieved. And it was very, very exciting for me. And I still feel that way today. So it's like those kinds of little things were huge. I've definitely achieved a lot of other milestones too within this industry over the last 15 years. I'm not going to get into all of them because it can just, it, the conversation will get too long here, but that one was a highlight for me. That was a huge highlight for me. And that was one I'll never forget. Okay. In case you can't see me on Facebook or YouTube right now, I am smiling like a baffling idiot because <laughs> I have not heard that story and I absolutely love it. Number one, it shows the testament to the importance of not quitting because one, two, three, like best of three. How is that yeah. not like the perfect thing? Number two, um, it shows, so it was really funny because when I met Joyce and since we've met, she just keeps telling me these things that she's done or <laughs> that she knows how to do. And I said, I swear to God, like, is there anything that you can't do? Like <laughs> nails, um, crafts, um, sewing, um, this, um, that, um, she waxed my eyebrows. Like, she, and she did a good job. Like, it wasn't like a thing that I just was like, oh my God, please don't. Like, she actually knows how to do this shit. And I just was like baffled that she knows how to do so much. But it's because she puts the work in. It's because she puts the time in and has that like... Like, I'm just smiling like an idiot right now. Um, has that work ethic and that, you know, mentality that you don't quit. You know, you continue to expand on your knowledge and your growth. And you continue to grow as a person, as, like, an entrepreneur. Um, that's just so cool. Oh, my God. You're making me blush. Stop already. <laughs> no. No. I'm not stopping because that is so cool. I did not know that story and I really want to see like what you design now because I've seen her cards and I've seen that stamp and I didn't know the story behind the stamp and that is that is just that is the most amazing thing ever so <laughs> I'm not I will I will stop for the moment but just know that that is the literal best thing ever because oh thanks it's so cool and that's you know what that's a testament to to this industry like look at where this got you both in, you know, your growth as a person, your growth in your talents, because you looked and improved on that each year for the, like, you know, the application, um, your mindset, like you could have quit the first year, you hundred yeah. percent could have quit the second year, but you didn't. And that's just so cool. And it shows the, like the possibilities and like the opportunities that this industry does too. Like look at where once you won, look at the people that you met, the opportunities you had. Like it's just, it's so cool. And I think so many people 
I shouldn't say so many relatively, but like people are known to like this industry has a bad rap. People are known to shit on network marketing or direct sales or, you know, affiliate marketing, whatever you want to call it. But unless you're in it, unless you're experiencing the people that you meet, the opportunities that you get, the experiences that you have, you cannot say that it's terrible or that it's wrong or that it's bad or that it's whatever because you haven't experienced it. Like that is just so cool to me. Um, Okay, I will stop. But it's just it's so cool because – that imp- that like just as you can guys see on the banner here, that little part of her business impacted her life forever, yeah. literally forever. So regardless of whether well, or and not it goes to what you company, exactly said, and it impacted me because yes, of course, it was amazing to receive that award, but just like you said, it was the fact that I didn't quit, and I yeah. think that's what we all need to hear on a regular basis when you're an entrepreneur, you're in network marketing, own a brick and mortar, never quit. Because I'm telling you, so many people will. And because it's so easy to quit. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's easy to quit. We all can like, you can talk yourself out of anything for fuck's sakes. Like seriously, you can. And I legit like am a true believer of that. If you genuinely want something, you will never quit because if you don't quit, you will achieve it 100%. And that I am a, I am a prime like example of that really essentially. Right. And I'm sure there's many other examples, but I'm just saying this particular example is a good example of that. I love that. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm like beanie now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story. Like I did not know that story. Um, Yeah, no, that is so cool. And I know too, like I've heard the quote, like never quit on a bad day because it's no different than like Joyce was talking about like the slopes and valleys or hills and valleys or whatever the hell that's called, Um, but the ups and downs of the business. And if you quit on the down, you don't know that your up might be the next day or the next month or the next year or like however long you've been in your business, obviously relative, but If you quit on the bad day, you are basically giving up on yourself, but you are giving up on the opportunity that could be so much more if you push through another day, if you send that next message, if you, whatever it is, whatever it is in your business, whether it's brick and mortar, whether it's, you know, network marketing like it is. um, I just feel like I'm talking with my hands a lot. So we're going to fold my arm. (laughs) Um, But it's cool. Like, it's really cool to see that you know, the importance and the significance of not quitting and continuing to push forward. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. But yeah, I don't know. I think like, I'll be quick, but just like, this is, this goes right into the, like the key lessons, pivotal moments, mistakes, all the things, but just, you know, saying that I did a network marketing for five years and I paid all of my bills while going to university through network marketing, that is really cool to say because I don't think there's a lot of people that can do that. Like, yes, there's people that, you know, waitress or work in retail or whatever, but I don't think there's a lot of people, like even my age, I don't meet anybody my age in this industry, but it's because my generation, and I'm proud to say this because I'm not one of them, um, are not hard workers. Like we just, I feel like we've shifted to the mentality of taking the easy way out and- I'm not one of those people. Um, and maybe that's I love why. that about you because I feel like if you were, we probably wouldn't be friends. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I will fight tooth and nail. Like, especially if someone tells me that I can't do it, I will fight even harder um, yeah. to get where I want to be, like to get to the the place that I want to be or the goal that I want to get to. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely... Yeah, I mean, we we definitely uh, will turn around and we're going to have things hot. Like everything, you're going to have failures. 100% you're going to have failures when it comes to being an entrepreneur. But the important thing is looking at those failures as not a way to quit, but instead a, like to have a lesson learned in situations like that. Because I have learned a lot of lessons <laughs> in my 15 years of being an entrepreneur. I have learned so many lessons 
And I think that's what defines your success too, right? Is that when you fail, you're not quitting, but you're just learning from that failure to move forward. Because failure to me is not, I don't look at that as a negative thing. I look at that as a positive thing, as long as you're reflecting it in a positive direction. I mean, there are going to be some people out there that when they fail at something, then they kind of, they do quit. It, it, it is common. There are going to people who are going to say, oh, well, I failed. So, you know, I quit. I can't do this anymore. And I'm not going to be able to ever do anything because I failed. Well, no, look at it in a positive way. Let's have a, how will you twist that narrative and you say, okay, yeah, I might've failed at that, but mm -hmm. what did I learn from it? What are the mistakes that were made? How can I do better and move forward? Because man, if I quit after failing, holy shit, I would have quit like 10 fucking years ago. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. we all go through those moments. And I think it's a matter of just being able to pivot and shift from that for sure. And I think like failure is such like a harsh word. And I think it's just because of the negative connotation that has come along with the word failure. And I think, you know, we have this in our mind that if we fail, we're, we're bad at something or we shouldn't be doing something or it's not for us or we don't have the talent or whatever. But I think it needs to be positioned as, you know, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of a better word than failure, but I can't think of it. But basically, like, if something doesn't go your way, like Joyce did, take the moment or take the time to figure out, okay, you did this. What was good? What was bad? What worked? What didn't? And how can you shift and pivot and move to go to the next thing so that it does maybe work or it is a yeah. little bit better? Or, yeah. you know, think of it as a stepping stone to your next. I got to stop doing this. Um, to your, to your next, like, um, your next step Yeah. In that, you know, it's not a end all be all. You're not, a, you as a person are not a failure. No. Maybe, you know, you had a bad mistake or, you know, or maybe you, that thing that you were focusing on was not your calling. Maybe it's something you just, you tried yeah, and it absolutely. didn't work out for you, but that's okay. There's another journey. There's another path. Just shift direction and go the other way. Yeah, you can do that. It doesn't mean going backwards. Doesn't mean quitting, right? Like, it's actually funny. I have this um, motivational calendar that I read every day. And I'm actually going to read today's because it's a good <laughs> one. But it says, decide what kind of life you really want. And then say no to everything that isn't that. So it's like, I think that's a pretty powerful one. Oh, and I, I like that, that one. Like, some of these quotes, like actually most of them, I literally read them and I always have a big smile on my face because I'm like, yeah, I needed that today. Or yeah, I needed to read that. Like there's been a couple, right? And there's so many in there that talk about failures and making mistakes and stuff. But constantly what the main gist of all of those like quotes is don't quit. Just don't yeah. quit. Right? Yeah. Well, totally. And I think, you know, I try to be as best as possible, like positive. And so I think it's a matter of, you know, instead of focusing on the negative portion of the situation is like, it didn't work. Okay, it didn't work. But why? Where I can take this piece and add it to my next step? Or how can you find that positive in that? Okay, it didn't work. But I'm that much closer to finding something that does work. Like, do you think they flew to space the first time? No. It took the, they took like each little step and yeah. each, you know, piece to the puzzle continued to build on it. So the first time didn't work, but they took that, they took the situation, they improved it, they fixed it. Second time didn't work. They improved it. They fixed it. Probably took a million times. I don't know. I don't know anything about that situation, but they didn't fly to space the first time. Like no different than you don't, you don't succeed the first time. It's very rare that you do, but it's those well, people that's that. That's just exactly what we're talking about here, right? Like the, like adapting, like constantly adapting and shifting your direction. hundred yeah. percent. Right. You're right, exactly. you're right on track with that. <laughs> I didn't realize you changed the banner, but it worked. <laughs> Um, it did. But yeah, like how can you, it's no different. Like when COVID hit, there are so many of us that had to shift and pivot and change or, and adapt and whatever word you want to use our businesses to fit the online COVID model because people, hi Lucy. Oh my goodness. Lucy says hi. 
because we couldn't do you know there's a lot of people in this business that do home parties and COVID hit you sure shit we're not going to someone's house let alone a restaurant or something like that and so there were people that had to pivot and say okay I can either quit or you know adapt or change my business to fit the current times and it's no different like you've been in network marketing for 15 years I'm pretty sure you're not doing the same thing you were doing 15 years ago technology changes people change mindset changes you have to be continuously innovating and adapting your your business and your mentalities and your practices to fit the moment because anything can happen and I think it's just that flexibility to change give yourself permission to change if something's not working or like try something new trying something new is so scary and it needs to be done otherwise you're not going to move forward yeah no 100 no I totally agree yeah it's that I think that's a very that is a very important um thing for all of us to remember as an entrepreneur is the fact that no matter what business you're working you always have to be willing to adapt and to change and to grow with the industry because what you might be doing today might not be the same as what you're going to be doing in two years from now because things will change just you said like technology Mm -hmm. changes everything shifts so you constantly have to be willing to shift with those moments, you know, and adapt with those moments. And I even learned that too, when I was working like my crafting business, I was not doing network marketing at the time I was working my crafting business. And in that three years of running my crafting business, I had to shift the way we were doing things three times over. Yeah, And, you know, it's challenging. It's definitely hard sometimes when you have to face those, you know, pivotable, like pivot, pivotal moments like I don't even know if I'm saying that right but <laughs> we have to change pivotal. those moments pivotal. like pivotal is the word I think pivotal <laughs> I don't know I have no idea <laughs> whatever who cares <laughs> I think we're not English majors <laughs> <laughs> exactly don't judge us okay um but yeah like there were moments where I was like I was doing something a certain way and it stopped working and then it was like okay well why isn't this working anymore i'm gonna have to i have to Mm -hmm. change something here and so then yeah it came down to me changing it right so that's something that we're always gonna have to face for sure and be open well exactly and i think it's almost you know especially in an industry like this you can almost learn from other people's mistakes too like i'm just watching lucy's trying to play right now (laughs) look at her oh my goodness oh Oh, there's that go they're going to go start scrapping these two. They're going to get loud. Sorry, guys. This is going to be like a FaceTime call. Like, we just watch the dog sometimes when we're on FaceTime calls. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, what was I saying? Sorry. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> oh, um, other people's businesses. I think you can almost, you know, that's the benefit or the joy of being in, you know, network marketing is you can work with other people. So, you know, if Joy sends a message or, you know, anyone on the team or anyone in the industry really sends a message and I get it, I'm like, oh, that's really good verbiage. Like I can use that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I send something and it does not work at all. Or I try something, it doesn't work at all. Okay, Joyce, maybe don't try that one because I tried it and it really didn't work. Or, right, like you can learn from others. Like if somebody's well, doing Well, we can share that, each other's ideas. And that's the exactly, beautiful thing in network marketing right? is that we're constantly sharing so that we don't have to recreate the wheel. Mm-hmm. We can just start utilizing the tools that are put right in front of us. And whether it's you are providing specific tools that I can utilize or I create tools that you can utilize, it's that's the beautiful thing of this team building, really. And that's what allows us to, you know, yeah. keep building our business all the time, which is really cool. Okay, so we are getting close because I don't want to do this too, too long. So I want to ask you, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone um, considering entrepreneurship, whether it's network marketing, you know, your own brick and mortar store? Like what's what's one piece of advice? Oh, so you're putting me on the spot Mm -hmm. today. Okay. (laughs) Um, I would say, like, honestly, what we all just like much of the conversation that we had today, I think really at the end of the day, if you have enough drive to want to be your own boss and you want to start your own business and you have, you figured out your why as to the reason why you want to do this, the biggest advice I can give you literally, and you'll 
have probably heard this a million times, <laughs> but it's simply just don't quit. Don't quit. And don't let one setback affect your like success story because you know, it's, if you're, if you really, really want to be an entrepreneur, then, you know, quitting isn't even an option. You can't like, it's just not get it out of your vocabulary. Really. That's how I, that that's personally the one simple advice I would give. I like it. Yeah. I think if I, I'm going to answer too. I think if I had to say something, I would say, but give yourself the permission to believe in yourself because I think, you know, even before you hit that big, big, scary enrollment button, we have these thoughts that are going through our head. What if I don't make it? What if I fail? What if I don't make my money back? What if I lose money? What if my husband doesn't agree with the situation? What if my friends make fun of me? Like there's so many what ifs that go through your head. But what if the question was, what if I succeed? Mm -hmm. What's the best that can happen? What yeah. if I can quit the job that I hate? What if I can help retire my husband earlier? What if, you know, we can go take that vacation in Hawaii that we've never been able to do? Like shift that perspective. Instead of asking you negative what ifs, ask the positive what ifs. And yes, it's not going to happen like a snap of a finger. It's not. I can tell you that right now. But just giving yourself the permission to believe in yourself and that you can do it is so strong. If I had listened to the people that were telling me not to do it when I clicked that pink enrollment button or blue enrollment button or whatever the whatever the hell color it was at the moment, <laughs> I just said pink because all of our stuff is pink here. But yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be here. I would not have met Joyce. I would not have met the people that I am have met. I would not have had the experience that I had because I would have tricked myself into believing what other people were believing for me. Yeah. And so I think just give yourself permission to believe in yourself. You are capable. You can do it. You just need to start. Yeah. I love oh. it. I love that. I think that that's a good way to end off our call today. Um, this was a really good one. I really enjoyed this. So yeah, basically we're just, we wanted to kind of share our journeys, sort of the advice that we have being in this industry um, and really just sharing our feedback. If this is something that you've been ex trying to explore or you haven't been able to, you know, jump in yet because you're afraid, we highly encourage you to do so if you need, you know, help in deciding that and, you're, you trust either one of us and you want to talk about it. We're always here because we would love to talk about it and share our thoughts too. So, um, yeah, so thanks for tuning in today. We really appreciate it as, as always. And, um, yeah, you can watch us on Facebook live, YouTube, or your favorite podcast channel. Um, and yeah, um, until our next adventure, keep smiling. And oh my goodness, keep, keep laughing. laughing and keep it real. <laughs> and keep it real. I'm keep for it real. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh my God, you're going to laugh. All right. Well, one. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>